Good to be together again and uh, just to come around the Word of God. Here we are again in a, a lockdown and presenting the Word of God via live stream. And I pray today that you will be richly blessed through the Word of God. Um, I had a, a phone call from Ed, Pastor Ed Anderson asking me to just talk about uh, the subject of first committing our day to the Lord. And so I really felt I wanted to follow through that uh, on that particular topic. I love the scripture which comes from, um, the, especially through Matthew uh, chapter 5, 6 and 7. And these are the scriptures um, of Jesus's ministry called the Sermon on the Mount. And uh, I love the scripture where it just says in uh, uh, Matthew chapter 6 verses uh, 30, uh, 33, where it just says, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. And really, when you look at that, the kingdom of God is really the message that Jesus gave. He came to bring the kingdom of God to earth as it is in heaven. And it's so important for us to really understand that as we go through our life, that it's uh, our role as God's, uh, as Christians, as believers in the Lord Jesus Christ, to see that the church is not the ultimate, but the kingdom of God is. And God's preparing the church to bring the kingdom of God to earth as it is in heaven. And it's so important for us to understand that, especially as we live in a, a, a time or a season where there's just things happening around the world that can make us feel so uneasy. It can almost knock us over. It can build into our heart insecurities and fears. But as, as believers in the Lord Jesus Christ, God wants to, us to stand above that, to stand out, so that we're able to present a message to the people around us, not a message through words only, but through our life, that we can actually uh, uh, know the kingdom of God, the reality of God's kingdom in our life, helping us to stand strong through these environments. And when you look at uh, Matthew chapter uh, 5, uh, Jesus starts off and he talks uh, uh, this wonderful message which is called the Beatitudes. And when he ever starts talking about the Beatitudes, each one starts with the word blessed. And the word blessed, if you to really understand, it means to live a life full. It means to have a life that's happy. It's to have a life that's full of joy, to have a life full of meaning. And he starts off the first beatitude. He says, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. So what he's saying is here, the introduction into the kingdom of heaven begins with a, a heart that really needs God in, in, inside us. And uh, it's in a way the other word for for. Uh, uh, poor in spirit is the word humility. Humility is an attitude where we are dependent on God. And I believe humility is the foundation really for people who need to know and understand God working in and through their life. It's a, it's a foundational requirement for us to even understand the grace of God working in our life. And so it's so important as Christians, we basically build this foundation first, just this attitude of humility. And we also pick up in 2 Chronicles where it just says that those who humble themselves and pray and seek, seek his face, God will heal their land. And so this the whole area of just humbling yourself before God and praying uh, is just so paramount. It's almost like a first requirement of those who are sons and daughters of the King that we present ourselves and have this dependence on God. And it would almost be if we don't build that characteristic, if we don't build these things into our life where we're not prayerful, it would almost seem as 
is uh, that we have an attitude of pride. We, uh, we really don't need God in our life. We can have a belief in him, but we're not dependent on him. And so that's why uh, I just want to build today on just building this foundation of prayer into your life, putting the kingdom of God in the first part of your day. This is an area for me which I've really sought to build, uh, probably because I've needed God. Uh, and I've needed God's intervention in my life. I've seen the parts of my own journey where I've needed to see God's intervention, especially in the areas that might be of my weakness, of my humanity. I've just needed to see God's intervention. When you come over into Matthew chapter 6, Jesus gives this amazing uh, couple of verses where he talks about prayer. And in it, he just says in verse 9, he said, In this manner, therefore pray. And uh, the word manner can actually be also translated pattern. Now, you can actually take these verses, which are very well known, and you can repeat them as a prayer. But I also believe that they are a pattern for prayer. They give us an understanding of how we can build prayer into our life. We can have a life that is uh, have a life that's sustained by prayer, where we are able to build uh, a journey of prayer into our life. And this happened to me right at the beginning of my Christian journey. I found that I was very busy and uh, I knew that I needed to pray, but often I'd kneel down to pray and then find, find myself waking up uh, because I'd fall asleep. And so I just had to find something that would keep me get engaged and keep me connected. And so I actually heard a message built around this passage of Scripture that I think has really mobilized me. I think now for more than 45 years, it's helped me to pray. I still, just by habit, by pat, uh, just having a pattern, I still see myself praying uh, through this uh, pattern and, and engaging with God. And it gives me a real intention through what I want to achieve in my prayer life. And so I'm just going to read it. It's a well-known passage of Scripture, but it it just says, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. And then it goes on and it just says these words, For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men your trespass, their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. And so just as we come and just I expand and uh, just go through this passage of Scripture, let's just pray, commit our time to the Lord, and I pray that God will build something into your heart. Perhaps He'll even minister to you just as we journey through this passage of Scripture. So Father, I just ask you right now to come and just build into people's lives a sense of security today. We stand against any force of fear. We stand against any power of condemnation. We stand against any area that would leave a deficit in people's hearts. And Father, even to the vulnerability, even into the areas of weakness, we would just humble ourselves before you and we would acknowledge our need of you so that the kingdom of God can be such a reality in our life and we can walk that path. We can journey with you, Jesus, in just a supernatural way. Amen. 
When I think of this passage of Scripture, and I'm going to give you the six areas which I break it up for me personally, and uh, I pray that they'll help you. And I'll give them to you from the beginning rather than just go through them one by one. And then you can actually establish, uh, as I go through, just the importance of these words. They all start with P. And so this, uh, uh, this passage of Scripture as a pattern begins with praise. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. So the, the importance of coming to God with a real heart of praise. The second part is your kingdom come. We've just talked about the importance of the kingdom of God coming. This is building a sense of purpose into our prayer life. And then it comes to the area, it just says, and uh, give us this day our daily bread. And that, that God is so concerned about providing for us in our need. And it's not just financially. God wants to minister into our emotions. God wants to minister into areas of our life where we have need. He wants to be our provider. Then it comes to the point where it says, forgive us our debts as we forgive us our debtors. And this is a point in in the journey of our praying where we petition God uh, because of areas of um, need. Perhaps we've um, made a mistake or someone's uh, come against us or someone's done something that's offended us. The power to forgive and to bring our reconciliation into our heart is such an important part of that journey. Then it says, do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. And how much today we need to be praying for God's protection, God's shield, God's covering over our life, over our family. And this is an important part of our prayer journey. And then it comes to the point where we finish by acknowledging God's power. And it just says, for yours is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. And just acknowledging how much we need the power of God. So I just want to go through and expound that. For you, you might be able to uh, do this by beginning, and I often think you can break, you can break it up into five, uh, five uh, sorry, six segments over 30 minutes, or you might just say, I'm going to do this for uh, six minutes, one minute each, or you might say, okay, when I get up in the morning, I'm going to begin in the shower, and then uh, as you journey to work in your car or on the bus, you can break it up in many different segments. It does not mean you've just got to lock yourself away for an hour, half an hour. And so it just brings a purpose, a pattern to our praying. When it talks about praise, I, I love the beginning of, uh, of this prayer because it's, it says, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. And I like the way Shane Willard has uh, uh, given us an understanding of this particular phrase. He just says this, he just said, if you were to pray it in the, in the way that it is written, in the way that the Jews would say, see this and even say it, they would say it like this, our Father, in the air we breathe, we just take a moment and stop and we remember you. And really that is just a powerful way to really get us an understanding of of what this phrase means. And we understand from Psalm 100 that we enter his gates with thanksgiving. We enter his courts with praise. And I believe it's so important that you and I begin our day with just this attitude of thanksgiving, this attitude of praise, this attitude where we lift ourselves above our current environment, our current circumstances, and we acknowledge that God 
God is the, the glory and the lifter of our head. We acknowledge the things that he's done in our life, where he has provided us, where he has forgiven us, where we can come before him with thanksgiving, but we can come before him in praise. And there's many ways to build on that. Sometimes you can go to one of the Psalms and just begin to use the Psalm as a, as a foundation to launch you into a place where you praise him. And Psalm 34 is a great Psalm, which we sing, just extolling the Lord our God, magnify the Lord with me, let us extol his name together. And this is a powerful way to enter the presence of God. And I found over the, the years that this has given me such a launching pad because it lifts me from the point of just trying to bring God down into my world where I deliberately make a choice to go up into God's world. And it's a powerful way to enter into your day. And I believe anybody who starts to begin their day with just this attitude of thanksgiving, this attitude of praise, will find their day will turn out different because you've sought to, sought to go into God's world. You've gone up to where Jesus is rather than try to pull Jesus down into your world and into your need as you pray. And so often people are only praying because they have need, but I believe what Jesus is teaching us, no, no, come build this pattern of prayer into your life. Come into your day, bring the first of your day, start your day with thanksgiving, start your day with praise. There's many times in the morning when I wake up, I always consciously just choose in those, that first part of my, while I'm lying in bed, to give God thanks. I thank him for something that has happened the day before. Thank him for what I'm believing for. Thank him for what I'm taking hold of. And it's just a powerful area to, to, to approach your day. The second part is, is the area of purpose. I love this part because I think it's really, in a way, quite a, a defining verse for the whole of the New Testament, especially as you go through the Gospels, but then come into the book of Acts and into the epistles. It's really, really what the whole uh, point of Jesus coming to earth was to, to reveal to mankind the kingdom of God. He demonstrated that. That's why the Sermon on the Mount is such a powerful, powerful uh, sermon because it gives us an understanding of, of what a kingdom people should look like, that they should show humility, there should be meekness in their life, they should know how to mourn. He goes through, this. What that's what a kingdom attitude, that's what a kingdom man or kingdom woman should look like. This should be the attitudes of their life. And he just uses this uh, powerful words, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And through our praying, you and I have the, 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 the power. God has given us the authority and power to bring the kingdom of heaven to earth. And I believe this is so important as we go through life because every one of us has family. Every one of us, for those who are married couples, children, you've got children. For an older person like myself, well, we've got grandchildren. We've got people around us that we just need to be praying for, praying that the kingdom of heaven would come to earth on their behalf. There's areas in our society right now when you look at what's happening in Afghanistan and you just think of the Christians in that environment. This is a time where we can pray into that. We can pray into our nation because of some of the things, uh, the noises that are happening in our nation which are really not for, not for the kingdom of God. They're almost 
almost like antichrist in the origin. And it's a period where we can pray. We can pray for our government. We can pray for godly leadership to rise up in our nation. It's a time where we can actually begin to have, in a way, a prayer list. Where we just work through and we're ticking off because God is answering our prayer. And I found this so powerful, so important in my own journey as I've given God the first of my day and developed this priority of prayer and interceding, praying, coming before God. Some days I can be busy. I might do it in my car. I might do it on a plane, pray just in that moment, just interceding, coming before God and saying, God, I need to see your kingdom come to earth in this area. And this is purposeful. It's being intentional. It's being quite deliberate. It's almost like hammering in a nail. You don't do it with one blow with the old-fashioned hammer, but you just got to keep hammering away. And sometimes we just need to be persistent, diligent in our praying so that we can see the kingdom of heaven prevail. And I believe that this is such an area right now. And I appeal to you, just don't take it for granted. Come before God with a humble heart and say, God, we need you. This nation needs you. Right now, we need to see God prevail. We cannot allow the scepter of wickedness to rest on the land that's been allotted to the righteous. We need men and women to rise up in this place, hour and pray. So just giving the first of our days through that area, thanksgiving and praise. And you can do it in many ways. You might start that in the shower in the morning. You might get into your car and you're coming to work and you start praying. This is These are the areas that I'm praying through. I'm deliberate, intentional, and just reaching into the, into the, uh, king, uh, into the power of God's kingdom and just asking God to intervene in Jesus' name. Then you come to the area of provision. Provision is such an important part of our journey. Sometimes we need the provision of God financially, and that's a powerful area for us to pray into. Sometimes we also need the provision of God to help us. We just feel an emotional deficit in our life. Perhaps we've gone through an environment where we just feel as though that uh, we're depleted. And this is a time where you can actually come before God and say, okay, Jesus, I, I just need right now the provision of your resources. Can you come and meet my need? Whether that's emotional, sometimes there's that deficit. I remember going through a period where I found in my own life where there was an emotional deficit. And I, I thought all I needed was some time out. And I've always been very disciplined in getting up early in the morning. And so the way I thought God would meet my need, he would allow me to have a sleep in every day. But I, I can remember the first day sort of waking up and I looked at my watch and it was 20 past five. And I thought, that's the hour I always wake up. And, um, and I thought, oh, I'll just roll over and go to sleep. And because uh, I just need this time where I'm replenished and refreshed. And the Holy Spirit clearly spoke to me, Bruce, get up get up, I want you to get up. And I went down to the lounge and I sat down with my Bible and uh, just reading the word of God without any sense of direction, God just came by the power of the Spirit and his provision came and replenished my spirit day after day, every day. What I thought was my plan was I just need to sleep and I need a time out. But God just said, no, no, this is the way I'm going to build into your spirit. Every day you get up and you sit with me and you just sit in my presence. And I gave that first part to God and God came and built my spirit. And over months, 
uh, just getting up in the morning, no agenda, just sitting in the presence of God, reading the word of God. God restored me. He, his provision uh, helped me to recover myself emotionally. And sometimes we're looking for the wrong fix. God's the right fix. He's our provider. And then it comes to the point where it just says, forgive us our debts as we forgive those who debtors or those who have done something against us. And I often thought that this would be at the beginning of the prayer, but somehow it's in the middle. We've come through, but now God's focusing on some of the areas perhaps where we've failed in our life. Isn't it amazing? God doesn't point that out first. As you go through this prayer, it's a great reminder of, you know, okay, I just need to say, where, where, where's the area where I've really missed it? Where's the area where I just need to come before you, God, and say, no, I got that wrong. I'm really sorry. I repent. And uh, it's just a powerful area. It's a, a, a point where we can just sit in the presence of God, a loving God who doesn't judge us. He's already placed his judgment on the person of Jesus Christ, and he's given us a certificate of release. But if we just confess our sins and our need before him, he's faithful and just to forgive us. But it's also a point where we've been offended or, or someone's been offended by us, where we can actually reach out and we can just re be reminded to bless them and there's been periods in my life where naturally like you I've been offended I've got hurt I've got disillusioned and one of the greatest uh, places to help me to find not only healing in my own life but to reach out is to actually bless the people who've uh, worked against me and it's always come as I've come to this part of the prayer right now Lord Jesus I choose even though I don't agree with what they do I choose to bless them I choose to to reach out to them right now. I do not hold them in my judgment. And this is a powerful reminder. It's not just a one-off prayer, but it's a prayer where you're reaching in and you're saying, God, bless that person. Lord, I don't understand what happened, but right now I release them from my judgment and I right now release the power of your grace into their life. And I believe that just keeps you free, but it's also creating an opportunity where God can build also reconciliation. The next area is um, just the area of protection. And I, I think, you know, sometimes we, we're, we're not covered because we're not asking to be covered. And uh, God's protection is such an important area, especially in the day we live. We need to be protected from viruses. We need to be protected and covered in our health. We need to be protected and covered in our family. We need to be protected and just know the angels of the Lord and camp around those who fear him. And just the words of this are, are just incredibly powerful. Do not lead me into temptation. And uh, temptation is an area where we just need to know God's victory and, and uh, victory over, but deliver us from the evil one. And uh, the enemy is always out. He wants to trip you up. He's not, he, he, he's not there just thinking, oh, well, they're on God's side now. I'll give up on them. The more you're on God's side, the more likely he is there to try and trip you up. He does it in subtle ways. He does it in cunning ways. But he's there to try and lure you off track, to pull you away from where he's called you. In the book of Hebrews, it uses a word where he he tries to draw you. And I believe that we just need to understand his tactics. Never be ignorant of the tactics of the enemy, just to try and lure you, draw you away from the purposes of God. And when you come and you pray, lead me not into temptation, but deliver me from evil. What you're doing is you're setting a covering. You're acknowledging your need of God's protection in your life. 
And we need that protection. We need it over our church. We need it over our families. We need it over our life just to set that covering, set that grace. I remember a friend of mine many years ago uh, just in a way drew away from God. And, uh, and, and not only did he draw away, but he sort of almost renounced his faith. And he was driving along the road and he told me where this happened. It was in the central plateau in the middle of the North Island. He was driving and he just really felt something had happened in his life where uh, just that he was confronted with evil. It was as though there was a deep, deep, dark depression. He was in this horrible place. And he, he got out of his car, uh, stopped his car, got out of his car, and he knelt on the side of the road. I remember him telling him the story, and he prayed, and he said, God, I am so sorry because I've taken you for granted all my life. I never realized how much your grace and how much your covering was protecting me. But because that had been removed, he'd gone into this horrible, dark, dark world. And God immediately restored his grace to his life and his covering and protection over him, and he was able able to go on for God uh, in a very, very powerful, significant way, impacting many people's lives. Never take for granted just the power of God's protection. Never take for granted just the need to pray, God, protect me. Lead me not into temptation, but deliver me from the evil one. And then it comes to the point where it uh, just ends with God's power. And I believe that this is, this is the the, the I, I can say the right of every Christian. It's the, the incredible honor of standing in his grace that God empowers you. He empowers me. He empowers us. It's, it's his power. It's his glory. We go into uh, the book of Zechariah chapter 4 where it just says it's not by our might. It's not by our power, but it's by his spirit. Just to acknowledge the power of God's blessing, the power of God's anointing, the power of God's presence in our life is so important. And when we do that, it's really when God can take our lives that can seem incredibly normal and natural into the realm of being supernatural. That's where God uses us and we go beyond the natural realm into the supernatural part of just being being in the presence of God and knowing him. And uh, the Bible just says again in 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 20, just says the kingdom of God is not in word, but it is in power. And so often we're just letting words roll out of our mouth. But really, the early church understood, Jesus understood, and ushering in the kingdom of God, that it's not just in word, but it's in the manifestation of his power. It's living a life where our attitudes are blessed, where we can, in a way, stand out in a broken down world, where we can stand out, we can stand up and stand out, so that the glory of God is seen through our life. And so today, when you just look at these areas, I believe it can revolutionize your prayer life, giving God your first, giving God the beginning of your day, or perhaps throughout your day, you just choose to, to pray for five-minute segments throughout the day, or perhaps there's just even shorter segments, but it's better than none. And I believe as we do, we persevere, we break in, we let this pattern develop in our life. I believe that what we would see in our country, the nation of New Zealand, we would see a revival, we would see the move of God. If we can get equippers churches mobilized and praying, just taking hold of, of the importance of that place of humility of heart that brings 
brings us into a point of dependence. What's God going to do? God will move through this nation. We will see a generation of young people rising up and knowing something of the power of God, knowing the wisdom of God. They will come into points where they are able to excel even greater than they are now. And I pray that you would build that into your life, that there would just come this point of revelation. Don't take just your Christianity as a system of belief, but begin to make it a place where the resurrected power of Christ not only dwells within you, but lives through you. And so that you can rise and be this channel of God's anointing, God's blessing. And so that the kingdom of God is among us. And wherever the kingdom of God is present, it will prevail. Evil cannot prevail against the kingdom of God because God, Jesus Christ on the cross disarmed all evil, all powers, all forces. And he's given us now the privilege of being his representation on earth, anointed by him, empowered by him. And so as we discover that and we go on that journey, God is able to build into our life the ability to prevail in Jesus' name. And so if you are here today and, and you just really want to develop your prayer life, develop that, just build this into your heart. Uh, don't stand back and just make it a, 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 a sort of a sermon that you take notes on, but say, how can I build this into my life? How can I engage in prayer? How can I build it in so my business will prosper? How can you help me in my education? How can you help me in the things that I've been doing? If you're going through a struggle in your family, come on, build this aspect, make prayer the priority, as Sam has been saying, and just let's see God move by the power of his spirit. If you're here today and you're listening to this and you don't know Jesus personally, one of the great realities is when we make a choice, when we make a decision to receive Jesus into our life, he gives you access into his kingdom. He gives you the authority to bring the kingdom of heaven to earth as it, as it is in heaven, so shall it be on earth. And I believe that this is such a powerful area. And I want to pray for you tonight. You might like to join with me as I pray. Just praying the simple prayer, Jesus, I, I need you. I want you into my life. I humble myself. And the power of humility opens our heart to his grace. And the grace is just God's wonderful uh, privilege and God's blessing upon our life where we are empowered to become everything that God has called us to be. So you might like to join in this prayer with me now. So Jesus, today, I just acknowledge my need of you. I humble myself before you. I acknowledge right now just the power of your love. I acknowledge the fact that, Jesus, you took upon yourself the judgment that was due to me. But you today offer me a certificate of freedom so that I can go free from that which I should have been penalized for. And today your love has been expressed to my life and I receive it. I'm making a, a decision to be a follower of you. I acknowledge right now the power of your presence, your anointing in Jesus' name. And for everyone, let's just lift our hands and let's just pray. Jesus, help me. Help me to connect. Just like the disciples said, teach us to pray. Today, Father, help us to pray. Teach us to pray. Help us to engage and connect with your Holy Spirit so that we are able to come before you, our Father in heaven, in the name of Jesus, and see your intervention on earth. In Jesus' name, amen.